guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast, and I'm your host, Arsenio. As usual, and today we're going to be getting back into some more climate talk, baby. That's right, I'm a climatologist for probably the next nine episodes, and then we'll be shifting gears into another topic. But nonetheless, what we have to do first is before we get into this lecture, before I end up sharing the screen and making you guys listen to this good old stuff and then having a nice conversation about it, list two specific problems faced by the world's oceans today. That's right. I want you to pause this right now. Okay, now it's unpaused. So, you guys are aware of the plastic island that is floating around the Pacific Ocean, right? That's number one. Number two, the bleaching. The bleaching happens because coral reefs, that's a defense mechanism. Now, I have not looked thoroughly into that in regards to, okay, a defense to what? Well, let's just say it's something bad, or it could be, it could be the amount of different uh, excess, something that's in the water, whatever it may be. So they turn white. And when they turn white, I guess they ultimately wither off and die. And guess what? The Great Ocean, the Great Ocean Reef, man, it, it houses so much supply of a lot of different things. So if that ends up dissipating, we're in extreme trouble. So again, think about some of the, the things and the causes that are happening out there along with some solutions. Now again, the ocean is just dumping grounds. I don't believe that there should be big ships just shipping things all over the place because I know they dump a lot of garbage into the ocean as well as plastic islands, as well as you know people just continuously littering this is it. I'm not put. I'm not pointing blame at any specific country, but the countries and the people they are completely aware of who they are. I see senseless amounts of um of people littering out here in Thailand. I try to do my best to uh, keep all of my trash out of the gutter. But anytime Bangkok has floods for whatever reason because of excess rainfall. It's not that the drainages are not good. It's the fact that there's a lot of trash that's clogging the entire drainage. So all that, the, all this water and all this flood and all these floods that happen, it's because people in the market people, I guess you could say the, the lower socioeconomical folks that actually work in the markets and throw their trash right into the gutters, it's their fault. So instead of pointing blame at different governments, we're gonna have to, or they're gonna have to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I think I kind of brought this on to myself. That is a greater amount of awareness. And for you to do that, oh, it's gonna take a great deal of grit to finally look yourself in the mirror and say, I am the reason why there is a flood. But nonetheless, people, what we're gonna be doing today, we're going to be listening. So for those of you uh, who don't know, we're gonna be listening to this complex arguments. And for those of you who do not know, IELTS. That's right. Fill in the blank. This is something that is very similar. So this is called predicting. So you have about, well, I guess you could say 10 different words. You have causes, community, efficiency, examples, figures, phenomenon, predators, uh, reproduce, small solutions. You have these words and you're going to predict them in terms of where do they go in, in questions one through 10. Now, you guys could check that out on my blog. And for the majority of you who would just like to do a little bit of listening, guys, we're going to be diving into this listening. So before I start, let me hurry up and screen share because this has happened a number of times where I have failed miserably. 
So here we go. Let's get into this. Listen to the introduction. That's weird. And then predict how to complete outlined notes and blah, 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 blah. All right. Well, I guess we might have two exercises. Who knows? Let's go. So this is going to be how long? Oh, 26 seconds. We're looking at two problems today, both very serious. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say, okay, here we go. We're looking at two. This is going to be a 10-minute audio, so you guys better brace yourself. Go on to that blog and sit back and relax. Take notes, too. Two problems today, both very serious problems in ecological terms. The first is overfishing, and the second, coral bleaching. I'll introduce each issue, and then I'll look in more detail at our role as marine ecology engineers in mitigating the damage these issues are causing. So, starting with overfishing, and that's a strange term to some when we think of fish as a naturally healthy food, and fishing itself seems like the most natural thing in the world, hunting in its most basic form. But this is no longer true, as we will see. In an industrialized age, there is nothing good or natural about fishing. Okay. So there are basically three types of overfishing. You can see them on this slide. The first is called recruitment overfishing. This is simply when the amount of fish taken from the ocean is greater than the amount that can be reproduced naturally. So the fish are no longer able to sustain their population. That's what most people think of as overfishing. But there are two more forms of this problem, technically. The second form is growth overfishing, which is when fish are taken that are not yet of an optimal size for maximum yield of fish. Finally, there is ecosystem overfishing, which, as the name suggests, is fishing that damages the ecosystem, usually by fishing the top predators like tuna resulting in too many of the smaller fish, like sardines. Together, these three are thought to be the culprits in the damage done to our ocean ecosystems. So just how serious is this problem? Well, this next slide has some alarming figures. First of all, as reported in World Ocean Review, Estimates of the size of the catch from illegal fishing range from 11 to 26 million tons annually, wow. which represents 14 to 33 percent of the world's reported catch. The next alarming fact is that in just four decades, the number of marine species is thought to have decreased by around 40 percent, wow. with about a third of fish stocks, by the best estimations, being overfished to varying degrees. So yes, it's an extremely serious problem, both for humans and nature. Coastal communities that depend on fish are affected, as is the balance of ocean life, often catastrophically in both cases. Let me give you an example on this next slide. As you can see, it concerns the eastern Canadian cod fishing industry off Newfoundland and Labrador. These pictures show how many fish there were. You could practically pick them out of the water with your hands. For 500 years, they sustained the local economy. 
But overfishing, recruitment and growth overfishing to be precise, caused these huge cod stocks to almost disappear. To give you an idea of the scale of the disaster, in 1992, the cod population was estimated to be only 1% of what it had been, a staggering loss that many thought was insurmountable. It destroyed the entire economy of the coastal areas, which had been built around the fishing industry. An estimated 35,000 people lost their jobs. The situation looked bleak, but now, thankfully, the cod are viable again which moves us on to solutions. What was the solution in this case? Simple. A complete ban for an initial duration of two years, later extended, on cod fishing in the area. And the good news is that it worked by and large. The devastation was reversed and by 2015, it was estimated that the figure was back up to about two-thirds of the original stocks, or, to put it another way, comparative safety, although some experts do now consider this to be an overestimate. Even so, it was an extraordinary success that made many people optimistic that it could be reproduced. Unfortunately, it's not a solution that is easily applied everywhere. Consider that an estimated 50% of European fish imports are from developing countries. It's not a market that they can afford to lose. They can't just stop fishing. Now, there are those that say that overfishing can't be our fault, that other fish and animals have always naturally hunted, and it's natural that these species get eaten. Well, it's not natural if you're capable of getting 400 tons of mackerel on board in two hours. No animal can do that. Solutions have to address the efficiency and inefficiency of the fishing industry. Efficiency in the amount can catch, but inefficiency in the fact that much of what is caught is unintentional catch and is thrown back dead in the water, or even worse, it is of endangered species. There are some solutions available for these problems. For example, government regulation has increased net hole size, allowing smaller species to escape. Reducing subsidies can also help avoid these problems. But there's always likely to be resistance against regulatory measures, from a fishing industry that feels that its workers' livelihoods are threatened. So, what other solutions are possible? Well, one is aquaculture, or farming fish in captivity. This has been criticized in some quarters as being unnatural and bringing to fishing some of the problems we see in farming animals on land. But so what if it isn't natural? It can and does work. Another solution is raising consumer awareness with the aim of encouraging the consumption of sustainable breeds of fish. I would guess we've all seen the writing on the supermarket pre-packed fish appealing to the educated consumer who doesn't want to exacerbate the problems of overfishing. Yes, we've all seen it, but I would estimate only about a fraction of us select our pre-packed fish on that basis. Most of us, I would guess, are driven by price. 
Therefore, though a great initiative, it is unlikely to solve the problem in the long term. So, that's enough input on overfishing for now. Let's turn to the phenomenon known as coral bleaching. As you might expect, this refers to the phenomenon when coral reefs lose color and turn white. However, it's not just an aesthetic change. This change in color can kill them. The bleaching is a result of stress to the coral caused by change. This could be a change of nutrients, of temperature, or of light. The previously unspoiled coral rejects the algae that it contains and on which it depends for approximately 90% of its energy. Again, there are those who will say that it's a natural phenomenon, that change is a part of nature, and therefore we shouldn't worry about it. However, to argue this is to ignore the hypothesis, if we can still call it a hypothesis, that humans are increasing the temperature of the oceans and also the fact that coral reefs are a vital part of the marine ecosystem, but a very fragile one. The reefs take millions of years to grow, but a single year can kill them. Bleaching is a destructive phenomenon that has already destroyed large stretches of reef. In a single year, 2005, the U.S. lost an estimated 50% of its Caribbean coral reef, wow. as evidenced from satellite imaging. While in parts of the Indian Ocean, off the Maldives and Sri Lanka, for example, estimates of coral bleaching for 2016 were nearer to 90%. Wow. Yes, 90. And don't think for one moment that this loss doesn't affect us. It does. We suffer along with marine life if the phenomenon is not controlled, as these ecosystems underlie our economies. Yep. And aside from the cause suggested above, there is another, more clearly human cause. Mass tourism results in massive use of sunscreens. We now know that sunscreens contain chemicals that cause stress to coral reef systems and it's thought that between 6,000 and 14,000 tons of sunscreen are released into coral reefs each year. One hypothesis is that the sunscreen may harm the reefs just as much as increased temperature. So now to go back to the original question, as marine ecological engineers, how can we address this situation? Wow, oh my God. Um, alarming to say the least. Um, geez, that's shameful. Well, you know, okay, okay, so I think I've already, oh man, we're gonna have to figure, there's a lot of listening, by the way, guys, so I'm probably not gonna cover it all in this podcast alone. There's a lot of things that we need to continue with, uh, going forward because we need to understand how to get better. Um, UV rays affecting everything. Changes in temperatures directly affecting the, the coral bleaching, um, nutrients. Oh my God, you see what's happening out there in Bali and the Maldives, 90% in reduction. Um, Jesus, what is it? Out there in the Caribbean, 50% in reduction. I've already stated how much this affects, directly affects the economies of the world. How many people are employed by fish and how much of us eat fish as a source or, you know, you know, eat it on a routine basis as a source of protein. 
my goodness, this is why it's going to take a collective effort. It really is. And to be honest, France and a lot of other people, they are on board. The, the, the Nordic countries, we're talking Norway, bless your hearts. French, bless your hearts. You guys are on board, but there are a lot of countries that you know who I'm talking about. It's the country I'm from, they're not on board. Not only that, but using the ocean as a dumping ground. This is why I've created my foundation. I've said this on a number of podcasts over the last few podcasts in regards to the core uh, episodes that I do in regards to the season. It's, it's very frustrating knowing that we are causing significant damage and people just continue to shrug their shoulders like it's, it's going, to, it doesn't matter. And you know who's shrugging their shoulders? The older generations, Gen, the, the baby boomers, the Gen Xs, they just don't give a damn because guess what? They're not going to be here. They destroyed everything back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So they're just going to give our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren leftovers. We're going to have to live. We're going to have to be city dwellers and live underground to survive. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I'm just frustrated. And this is why I've created my foundation. This is why I've been doing real discussions and bringing people on to talk about these things. And this is why I want to push I want to push to that, man, I wish I could go down to the south of Thailand and wreak wreak hell upon the government in terms of them building a massive coal refinery to, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, my goodness. Okay, all right, breathe, 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 everything's going to be all right. So, in saying that, we have a lot to discuss. I got about three more minutes till class. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to end this early, but guys, just know that we are not finished. I am not finished. And to be honest with you, depending on when you hear this episode or whenever you hear the next episodes, my voice is going to change because I got a new microphone. No, it's not a new one. I got it fixed because I live in Thailand and they know how to fix things very quickly. So that means you're going to hear my voice in an HD type of way. But in saying that, guys, thank you for tuning in. It really sucks to just end this conversation this way, but I'm going to come with more concrete ways that we could come up and as an individual effort formulated into a collective effort how we can begin to put more back into the environment i don't want to come back to ignorance out there we have to put more into it we got to wait for these gen b's and these gen x's to leave i'm sorry i mean that's really it's a really crass thing to say but god damn they just, they're the ones that just continue to shrug their shoulders macron of france and you know you, you got a uh, trudeau of canada they want to move things forward in terms of helping, but a lot of people just don't give a damn. So, guys, the future generations, we're gonna be looking real good real soon. So we just gotta wait a little bit while longer. So I know my students are getting ready to come in right now. As a matter of fact, one of my students has just come in right now. And guys, in saying that, I hope you guys, again, stay tuned for another podcast. I'm going to be ending this one right now. I'm your host as always, and stay tuned for some actionable items over and out.